Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this week we're excited to be joined by Oka Jug, who you may know from the last two seasons at LIU, where she was making history and being a total star. And she recently announced her plans to transfer to Iowa to finish out her career. So she joins us today to talk about that decision, kind of walk us through the process from the moment that she knew she wanted to transfer, entering the portal, taking her official visit, and then eventually committing. It's a super exciting and interesting process, so we we hope you all enjoy learning a little bit more about it in this interview with Elka. So I guess we can get right into it. So you're going to be at Iowa next season, which is kind of the big news that everyone is talking about. So to start, at what point did you know that you wanted to transfer? Yeah, so that was a very, very long process for me because I have to say, I kind of had it in the back of my head for a while, just because there was a little bit of uncertainty at the beginning of the 23 season. Preseason was a little bit up and down. We had a lot of changes, a lot of internal issues with the institution a little bit. So we kind of had to battle a couple of things and we had a lot of changes. So, you know, I was kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. Like, I have a lot of friends who kind of were like, you know, just let me know if you need anything, this and that. So I kind of always had in the back of my head. But as we kind of started getting into season, I kind of started noticing that it might be a good idea to kind of branch out, see what my options are, just kind of start like thinking about it, see see where the rest of my college career could take me. And then I remember at one point when we were, it was the last meet of regular season, it was at Pittsburgh, and um, we had competed that meet. I had personally a very, ha- like I had a good meet, so I was really happy and our team had a good meet. But at that point, I was kind of like, you know what, I think I'm ready to make this decision just based off everything that kind of happened that whole season, just based off, you know, the uncertainty and the changes. And I was really kind of longing for like a more stable environment, just where, you know, everything kind of stays the same, you know, your people, everything kind of goes the same way. It was a really long and hard decision to make because there's so many things you have to consider and like look at. But once we got to that point, I kind of was like, okay, I think I'm ready to make this jump and we'll just see what happens from there so so what was one of the biggest deciding factors for you in your decision to transfer because I feel like there's a lot of reasons why a gymnast would choose to transfer whether that be you know culture of the team wanting more opportunities to compete and things like that academic reasons I mean there's so many reasons I feel like the list goes on and on so yeah for you personally what was one of the biggest motivating factors in your decision to transfer Yeah. So for me, I have to say the distance was a really big deal for me. I'm a huge homebody. And even though I was always so privileged to travel like so many places when I was younger and when I did elite, um, I still, I love coming home. I love British Columbia. I just, I love being with my family. So the distance from here to New York was very, it was a long journey. And I always felt like, you know, if I could come a little closer, I would be really happy. I could have like my mom come watch me compete or my brother because they've never seen a college meet. So that was one thing that I was like, that would have been so cool, especially because like with international travel, with my visa, like everything with that, it was just a far span to get to. Wait, so your family didn't get to go to any of your meets? They did not come physically. No, it was just so far. And my brother's still in high school and he also does gymnastics. He does it kind of Uh, more at a little bit of like a recreational level, but he's still doing super amazing and he loves it. So I'm happy for him to be able to do that as well. But it just never really worked out, which I was like, 
whatever, totally makes sense. But um, so that was one of the biggest design factors for me was that it was so far away. And then again, I was just really looking for a more stable place where we were given more resources and we were kind of given the opportunity to expand and be the best versions of ourselves through those resources. So that's kind of like the two biggest things for me was just I needed more stability and I would have just loved to have something a bit closer. So you kind of mentioned the institution. Do you feel like they weren't supporting the program enough? Because obviously there's people online that have been talking and kind of speculating about what's been going on and why so many people have left. And one of the things that I've seen people talking about is the institution and the problems that could potentially be going on there. But also the fact that they promised you guys a gym on campus and you never got one. Was that something that they promised you guys? So from what I knew, we actually were from what I was under the impression of before or when I committed, um, we were told we would have a gym on campus and that they would start building it. That unfortunately never ended up happening. And although we were very grateful and like lucky to be able to train at a club gym, it was 35 minutes away. So the commute time back and forth was nearly an hour and a half with traffic that is a long time especially for a college student like you got places to go things Things to to do do. yeah Just a long time. It was really long and like in pre or in season like you don't have a lot of time to you know like you know waste your time on going back and forth like you got to get in the gym got to do your stuff go to your classes and then rest like that is what you need to do so um that was a very big thing actually and also um most people on our team didn't have cars and it was our responsibility to get to the gym totally fair and like makes sense and our teammates were so sweet they would just pack us into the cars all together we'd go and then we come back so that was really sweet of them but it was hard because not everyone had a car and none of the internationals did either and a good sum of the team this year were internationals so that was that was a big thing where it was difficult for us to kind of go back and forth and then speaking of international there just were a lot of international issues where they couldn't fulfill or help us with taxing and um, healthcare coverage. So that was a little bit difficult having to deal with that, especially coming into a new country where we didn't know a lot. And like my freshman year, I was just so confused and I was like reaching out to other people for help because I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, So it was just hard with lack of resources for the internationals specifically and not being able to accommodate to everything that we needed. Unfortunately, the institution They don't prioritize athletics as at the school, which was one thing. It's not as though they were like, okay, this is the top thing we think about. And then they think about the student body as a whole, which completely makes sense. However, it wasn't the most helpful to the student athletes who were, you know, trying to do well in sport as well as do well in the classroom. So there was a lot of things that were a little bit, there was like cracks in some spots and we were just like, okay, we're going to deal with it. We're going to get through it, but we're going to do it together. So that was one thing that was good. We all had to do it together. So at least we had that. So So a lot of fans are interested in the transfer portal process. So if you don't mind, can you give our listeners some insight on what that looks like and what happens, you know, from the moment you decide that you want to transfer and you talk to the coaches yeah, and then you actually enter your name in the portal, I guess, kind of walk us through the steps and what happens once you are officially entered into the portal. Basically for me, I was very lucky where I was only in the portal for about two weeks. So that kind of varies per person and per what situation you are in, if you're an international, if you're domestic, whatever. So it really is dependent on the person and whatnot. 
But basically for me, how it started off was I made my decision um, and I had decided, you know, this is the day I'm going to tell them when I'm going to tell the coaches, when I'm going to have the conversation. For me, that actually occurred three days after we arrived back from regionals. Um, so I went to the LA regional, which was such a cool experience. And we came back and I kind of knew that right away, just because there were so many things I needed to figure out, especially with my visa, that I needed to get on it really quick. And I wanted to figure it out, um, you know, just as soon as possible. So I went to their office. Uh, we had a little sit down. I was in there for like 20 minutes and I told them. And, you know, it's a really hard experience emotionally just because there's a lot of things that tie into it there's a lot of uncertainty and you never know how people are going to react or how they are going to perceive you based on your decision. Uh, so that was just a really scary, just really scary having to tell them just because you never know. But luckily I was in a good position. Everything kind of worked out uh, at that point. So I was happy. So anyways, I had told them and they're like, okay, great. We'll give the notification to our compliance director. He emailed me that day. I got the papers in. It's just a uh, paper you have to sign, sent it back into him. And I was put in the portal that day. So it was a Friday actually. So I got put in the portal on a Friday and I had already calls kind of lined up for the entire week, which was so cool. So I got it. Like I was very fortunate where I started reaching out to people, but people also reached out to me. And in the portal, from what I know, it has your name, it has a little description, it has your phone number, your email, and like the events you do and like some of your scores and stuff like that, which I think is really useful. So they can kind of see you and then you can just, what I did, I went on road to nationals. I looked at all the schools, went to the rosters and I just emailed everybody. I, I emailed everybody that I could just cause I really wanted to expand on like, any possibility that I could. So that's kind of what I did. And then throughout that weekend, I just had a lot of text calls, like everything going on. The following week, same situation. I then ended up going on my official to Iowa that week. And then I had made my decision the week after. So I was in the portal for two weeks and um, it kind of just worked out really well for me. So did you look at any other schools? Like, did you go on any other visits? So I actually had three visits planned and two of them were almost in the process of like being confirmed, but I was already at Iowa when they started planning these ones. And I actually ended up canceling all three of them by the time I got home because I just knew and I just was so sure of my decision. I just felt that I had made my decision and I just knew that I was what I was going to do. So yeah, I had a couple of other options, which I'm very grateful for. And it was very, very cool getting to know new coaches, new programs, new teammates. And it was really like an honor to have so many options. However, it was just, you know, a gut feeling and I'm a very spiritual person. So when I know, I feel like I know. Um, so I got back and, you know, my decision was made. So I was like, thank you guys all so much. And then we kind of sealed the deal with Iowa. Yeah. So I guess on that note, what led you to Iowa? There are so many things that tie into this like amazing school. One of the first things that just comes to mind is that it's so accepting of Canadians specifically. Larissa is a Canadian Olympian. So it's really cool like having her experience and her understanding literally everything that I've been through and the other Canadians have been through. And she's had a couple of Canadians on her team in the past who I actually grew up with when I was really young. So it was really so cool seeing that legacy 
and seeing how that experience had changed them and made them after, you know, seeing them before college and seeing them after, because I still, like I said, know a couple of them. So just having that connection was already such a big thing for me that I really, really liked. And then just from the second I got on campus, it just felt so family oriented and so supportive. And they had kind of catered to everything I needed and to things that I didn't even think to think of. And it was just so incredibly supportive and something that I had been really kind of looking for for a while. So having that feeling of like, they were so excited for me to be there. They were really putting in so much effort for me to be there and just kind of everything in the middle of it. Like Larissa, like we had dinner at her house, like on my visit, which was so (laughs) cool. And like, I loved it. So having that family, like support feeling was just what I needed. And it was just so seamless. I felt like it was so easy to talk to everybody. Walking in there, I didn't feel any different than any of the girls because I met all the girls and we were talking. We did a couple of activities and they were all so nice and so accepting and just as if I'd known them for, you know, so long already. So it just really everything clicked and everything kind of like fit like a puzzle piece. So it was really very easy for me to make my decision based off those components. And then of course, there's such a good school as well. And it's closer to home. And I've always been a fan of Iowa gymnastics anyways. So it worked out super, super well. One of the girls, actually one of the freshmen who is deferring, she uh, goes to my current gym here in BC. So I kind of had, I knew her through that and I had asked her about stuff and like, you know, talked and like talked with my home coaches. So all the info that I needed was kind of given to me. So based on that, I was like, okay, it's perfect. Yeah, I love that. So you're going to be a junior. So you have two years left at Iowa. What are you most excited for? Obviously, Iowa is you know, a team on the rise, but also you're going to be a part of the Big Ten Conference, which is a much bigger conference than what you were in before. So I guess what excites you the most about this next chapter? I am just really excited to kind of grow as an athlete and grow my gymnastics abilities. I feel like I am able to thrive in places where I see other people thriving. It just helps me be not only a better gymnasts like have better work ethic have better determination it also helps me just be a better person and with that I hope to also inspire others as they have been inspiring me I've always been inspired by the Big Ten and seeing how amazing all these girls are doing in that conference is just again just such an inspiration and that is just something that I would love to give back as well and just kind of show that like you can start in one place and build up and, you know, come out on a different end, you know? So that's kind of just what I'm really looking forward to. I'm so excited for like a new experience, like a clean slate. And just to, you know, I'm really excited to to enter this new version of myself, so. So where do you see yourself contributing the most at Iowa? I personally think uh, Beam will definitely be a good spot for me to contribute. I luckily had a pretty successful season on Beam, specifically this season. So I'm really excited to kind of um, kind of join in in that group because I know they have a lot of diversity on Beam and it would be so cool kind of just to add into that, especially with like Adeline, who, you know, is like this phenomenal Beam worker and she like anchors their beam lineup like so well so just being a part of that beam team would be very very cool and just being able to add a little bit of style as well just because I do have a couple of 
different skills. So I think that that would be a cool little toss up. I also, um, I really do enjoy bars. So I really hope that I could kind of join that, you know, team as well for for bars, especially seeing as like, I will be doing a lot of bars this summer and I'm, I'm planning on kind of switching things up. I really want to try and do a couple of new uh, skills and such. So I'm hoping that I can contribute there too. I also would love to, at one point in my career, do floor. I would love to do it again. We'll just see how kind of that works. But like I have a Florentine and I have stuff that I'm going to work on. So I would really love to, you know, just see, see where that one goes. But kind of that's, that's my vision for now. And um We'll just see where it goes from there. I am obsessed with your beam. Same. Oh my gosh. I just love the unique variety of skills that you do. Like you got a full twisting back handspring, triple series, attitude turn. I mean, a lot of stuff that's not only difficult, but just stuff that we don't see very often in college gymnastics. Yeah. So yeah. I have to ask, is that something that you do because you like to be different or do you actually find those skills easier? So I actually do find them easier, which is like kind of like, weird I guess but when I was younger I always like I learned a backspring full and an anodi before I learned to lay out step out like I could not do a back handspring layout step out to save my life for years but I could do like a back handspring full to an anodi and like a backspring three quarters like I was able to do these more I don't know different kind of skills that were more technique oriented rather than kind of more jumpy, I suppose. I mean, they're both technique oriented, but you know, that's kind of just, it just came like more naturally to me. So we kind of worked on that when I was younger, we really worked on like, that's, those are the skills you're going to work with. Cause maybe you'll be able to do them when you're older. And luckily with the way I was brought up in training and all that stuff, um, I still can do them. And I have learned to do a layout step out now though. So that's good. But, um, yeah, I kind of do those skills just because they're easier for me and they're just more stable. And, I feel like it's just a bonus that they are kind of cool and that not a lot of people do it. So it really kind of worked out in my favor where it has the balance of both. So yeah, that's kind of how I choose what I do just because it's, it's honestly easier. So yeah. yeah. Well, it makes you stand out. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Are you going to train like any different skills to potentially put in when you're at Iowa? Are you not sure yet? We're, we're going to see. I think we're going to play it by ear. I know Jessa, our boom coach, is very, she was like, yeah, you can do all the cool skills. Like, we're so excited to, like, see what you can do. But I would love to start training. I don't know if I'd ever compete it, but I would love to start training my Nodi mount again because I did it in Elite. And I almost competed it, but we ended up scratching it. But um, that was a really cool skill for me. And that one's a pretty hard one. So I don't know if I'd ever compete it, but I would love to just train that one again. I've been really longing to compete my back handspring three quarters to handstand to like my arch again. So I'm really hoping that I could do that at one point. I was supposed to do it this season, but uh, we ended up having to keep it with my safer routine just because lineup changes and this and that, and, you know, life happens. But um, I was training that throughout the entire season, actually. So it would have been cool to do it. So I'm still hoping that that that's one that I can I can add into um, eventually. So. That's the thing about college gymnastics. Like you had to be smart about it because obviously it's all about perfection and consistency, but it would be so cool. I mean, already what you're doing is so cool, but I would die. If you do the Anodi model, I will die. I will pass away. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely, I'm really, I'm really kind of hoping we can get in that direction because I really kind of want to do it again. So we'll see. But right. at least once, please. Yes. <laughs> that would be so cool. And I know like Flavia, 
um, Saraiva from Brazil does it. And she is like one of my biggest role models ever in gymnastics. She's so elegant and stunning. So seeing her do it, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. So kind of rewinding back a little bit, I guess I wanted to talk about the start of your college gymnastics journey and what the recruiting process was like for you. So you kind of go back in time, I guess, and tell our listeners about how you actually ended up at LAU in the first place. Yeah. Um, so honestly, at the beginning, when I was in high school, I actually had no idea how you get recruited and I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, it was kind of like this new concept to me. And my mom kind of mentioned it at first, actually, cause I didn't really even know you could get recruited. We don't even have like college sports in Canada. So I had no idea that you could even do that. So my mom was like, oh, like, this is really cool. Like, maybe we should consider this. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do that. We ended up putting it on hold for a little bit because I went to Hungary for training for about five months for national team camp and all this stuff. And I lived there for a while. And by the time I came back, I was like nearing the end of my high school career. So I was kind of like, okay, let's revisit it. Let's see how it goes. At that point, it was a little bit later because I didn't know again that you have to start recruiting early. And there's like these things that you have to do and these things. And I kind of didn't realize that. So I was like, all right, mom, like let's start it, whatever. My mom kind of started taking brain of it because she was like, okay, you focus on your studies, all that, and I'll help you on this aspect. And I was like, sure, of course, because she knows me so well. And like, she's like my best friend. So I knew that like, whatever she would do, it would be like, great. So she kind of um, started reaching out to places and like figuring stuff out and just finding information for me. And she ended up finding Randy's contact info because at the time he was helping with some recruiting, but that was also the time he had been named head coach. So it was kind of like this balance of still doing both, but we weren't fully sure what direction to head into. So he just kind of gave my mom some information. We kind of went from there and she and I kind of started discussing schools and possible outcomes and whatnot. At that point, he, I actually ended up emailing him and started asking him about LIU because I was just like, okay, like, I don't know what what else to do at this point. So we're going to reach out there. And we kind of just spoke for a couple of months. And then at the end of the year, he was just like, all right, I have a full ride if you would like it. Like, you definitely can contribute to this team. And we'd love to have you. And I was like, okay, sure. And I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, great, mom, we're just gonna do it. And we did. And I said, yeah, sure. So my recruiting process at the beginning was actually very short. I didn't know. I didn't talk to many people. I kind of just went with this option, but it was really cool at the moment. And I was very happy that we could like get this opportunity at the time. And it was like a a good way to get my college career going. So that's kind of how that started. But yeah, I definitely was a little oblivious. So that was that was one thing that's really interesting seeing now how this recruiting process went versus that one, where I'm like, wow, like there was a big, big difference between what I did then and what I did now. So, but you know what, I'm happy where I ended up in this current moment. And I'm just happy that uh, it kind of all led to this point. So yeah, that's kind of how that recruiting process went for me. So was the fact that it was a new program a draw for you at all? Because you joined in LIU's second season as a program ever. And obviously, you know, with a new program, there's room to make history and all the excitement that comes with that. But then also at the same time, as an athlete, you're trying to learn how to succeed and thrive in this environment where, you know, a program is also trying to get its footing and trying to get established. So I guess, what were some of the pros and cons for you personally when it came to deciding to join a team that was new and then also at a smaller university? 
So I would say the pros were the girls. My teammates were phenomenal. I got to be paired with such an amazing and diverse group of, of girls who were, you know, going through the same thing I was, like really trying to discover themselves in the college world because a lot of those kids were also doing like their college debuts and a lot of them hadn't had a lot of experience in college and neither did I. So being around such a supportive and connected group was really, really amazing and kind of was the best way to start off my college career where I felt so supportive by these amazing people and gymnasts who, you know, we were all there for the same reason. We were all there to support one another. And it was nice to just have that trust and respect among one another to kind of start off this entire process. So that was like a huge thing for me. I love the people I met there. I know I'm going to be friends with most of them for the rest of my life. And especially my sophomore class, that is so, they like live in my heart because they are just the sweetest, most amazing group of people that I think I've met in a very long time. So that was one of the greatest things for me was meeting these amazing people and just being able to share my experiences with them as well. However, on the flip side, it was a little bit difficult getting into a program that was trying to establish itself when I was also trying to establish myself. So it was a little hard balancing that where, you know, you're trying, of course, to do the best for your team and trying to contribute the most to your team. But also being able to be like, okay, I'm also a person in this wide variety and wide range of individuals at this smaller school, though. So starting off my career on kind of like a not so known team was a little difficult because we really had we were like, we need to start establishing things. We need to start establishing not only in the gymnastics world of like results and competitions. We also need to start establishing a culture and a sense of respect among all staff and all members of this collective. And so that was a little difficult because everybody was kind of so new to one another. It wasn't like we had tons of years of history of like, this is the normal. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. Everything was new. Everybody was kind of not so aware of everybody else. And it was a lot of change and a lot of getting used to with so many new people and new things on the rise. So that was a little bit difficult getting into that. And then again, the lack of resources was pretty difficult. Like again, not knowing that we wouldn't have a facility on campus was a little difficult. And having to, you know, rearrange a lot of our life plans and stuff like that to a place where not everything was as it seemed. So that was just a tiny bit difficult and a little bit frustrating just to get used to because we were just so, we were looking for something that it wasn't entirely there for. So that's kind of, those were kind of like the most difficult aspects starting off there, but I'm really proud of how everybody pulled themselves together, how we did this season and how we all really gave it all, like, from the bottoms of our hearts. I know that everyone on this team, regardless of where everyone's going to end up, they all really gave everything just because we knew that we needed to stay together and do this ourselves to be able to, you know, hold on to this last bit and come out successful at the end of this season, so. Well, you guys really did make the most out of the opportunity, even just to make a name for yourself, like... I would imagine that's one of the pros of being on a new team is, you know, being a part of the history of it. Like your 9975 on beam is a record, which is pretty cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's cool because definitely there are things that like, you can say like, yeah, we were the first class of 
of like the seniors, we just had our first graduating seniors and so proud of them. Like they did so amazing, represented our school like amazingly. But so like, that's a really great thing for them. And then, you know, like score wise too is really cool. And just like culturally too, it's to see that like, this was a person that like a lot of people know and they went to this school or this person, you know? So like, that is a really cool aspect of it, of being able to, to kind of, like you said, re like write history, but with that does, does come a lot of challenges, but in the end, still very grateful, very happy for everyone and just sending my, my best wishes to everybody. So. Well, another piece of history, I believe it's history. You guys had three individuals at regionals. I, was that for the first yes. time? Okay. I thought yeah. so. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the first time that three girls ended up at regionals, which was so cool. Um, It was really really a cool process getting there because we did not expect to be going to California and that for me was amazing because California is so close to me that I was like I'm so happy I feel at home it was such a great great environment and our phenomenal team manager Riley Goldberg she came with us and she's like one of my best friends but she's from California so the whole entire atmosphere was amazing I was just so happy to be there and I was very happy to be surrounded by this great group of people that were really there for us and for help and they were there to help us and to make this a great experience and I felt like not only us as gymnasts had a good time I feel like the other like our our athletic trainer had a good time and like I said our team manager had a good time her family had a good time like it was really great to see that like it was a good communal experience and it was really really cool and then we were also really happy that um that it wasn't just like one person or like whatever it was not just one gymnast it was three of us which was very very cool and it was awesome too because um me and Mara we were rotating with Utah and Sid was rotating with Southern Utah so we all got this different experience of like who we were with and with what event we were doing and like for me starting on beam it was so cool like going after Utah like like highlight of my life being able to go on a beam rotation after them because they were just phenomenal and they are such a sweet collective of girls and then you know going through the whole meet I was really lucky where I I started on beam and I got to experience the entire thing to the best of it um for the rest of it so I was really happy about that um so it was really cool I think everybody took a different experience out of that um trip but for me personally I had a great time and I'm so just very happy that that's where we ended up and it was a great great way to end season for me so looking forward, what are some of the goals that you have for the rest of your career? What's on your like gymnastics bucket list? <laughs> um, I love this question. Um, I would say gymnastically, I would love to, like I said before, compete my three quarters because that I think is very cool. And I would, yeah, I would just love to do kind of a couple more cool skills just because, you know, I'll be done gymnastics in two years. So I'm like, okay, we're getting it. We're competing it now. And then I'm done. <laughs> so gymnastically, that's kind of one of my biggest my biggest goals. Obviously, I would love to, you know, continue on this high for beam and kind of go from where I left off this season. Of course, though, you can never control other other components, you can never control like scores or anything like that. So I'm just hoping that I um, can find my confidence year after year. And just believe in my own ability to you know, stay on the beam and just do my best. Like, I'm just really hoping that I can just continue do what I do and just be happy to compete 
and not just beam every event but specifically beam because it's just my favorite but um that's kind of like gymnastically gymnastically my goals and I know that like after that you know other things come after that like again scores come after that and then like all that so I just feel like once you know in yourself your confidence and you are able to just go up hit do what you know best you don't even have to worry about the rest because that stuff just follows so for me gymnastically I would say that and then on the other side I would just love to like I said make a mark and inspire others as I felt I've been inspired um I would also just love to help people to the best of my abilities do whatever I can to not only contribute but also be a good teammate and to you know really contribute to the culture of Iowa gymnastics and do everything in my power to grow as a person and become a better version of myself and just all around you know make the best experience of this phenomenal opportunity and just come out with like a super like happy good spirit and yeah just be there for whoever needs it yeah love that thank you so to wrap up we usually finish off with some like really random fun questions oh okay love it First one, if you could have dinner with any person in the world, who would you pick? Ooh, does it, can it be like any, any person ever? Literally anyone. Mm, Who would I pick? Probably, this is going to sound so like cliche, probably like a singer, like probably like Seza or Ariana Grande, because I love them. I love them both. So that's probably what I would do, because I love them as, as artists and as people, so. What about if you could have any superpower? What would it be? Any superpower? I would do invisibility. I would be like invisible and I could, you know, go places and do whatever. So that's always been one. Yeah. Hear people talking about you. (laughs) Watch and then not get caught people watching. Yeah. So true. So true. See, I think for me, I'd want to be able to fly because then I would never have to pay for a plane ticket ever again. I could just fly everywhere. Okay, so funny you say that because I was thinking invisibility. I'll just hop. I'll just walk on a plane and I'll just travel wherever. That's exactly where my mind went. So that's funny. <laughs> I love how we're all just trying to get free flights. <laughs> I know life is hard. Okay, life is hard. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> Next question: What is the last show that you binge watched? Last show I'm watching. So currently, I'm watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've literally binged three seasons because it's not available in the states for Netflix. And it's available in Canada. So I've literally gone through three seasons and I've been home for like two days. So <laughs> so I've really been going through that one because I really missed it. So I'm wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, okay, this next one is kind of a sweet one. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, I love this. I would tell myself to trust the process. And to just know that everything really does happen for a reason. And that going with the flow and just going with what I think is right will lead me to my right path. So I would just say trust myself because everything will work out. And then last one, what are your summer plans? Obviously, you're back in Canada right now. When do you get to Iowa? Okay, so I actually have a pretty busy summer, but I'm really excited for it. So in at the beginning of June, I'm moving into Iowa, into my apartment, just to get everything out of the way, get my 
just, you know, everything in my apartment. I'm going to stay there for like two weeks and I'm going to train and do all that, whatnot. Then I'm coming home for about three weeks and then my mom and I are going to Greece. So that's going to be so, yeah, it was so sweet of her. Yeah. She like did this little surprise ish trip where, cause she was like, I'm so proud of you. And like, she was just, she, she's like me, like we're very similar where we just like very family oriented and just like love experiencing stuff together so she was like yep I'm booking this trip for us and we're doing it so I'm going to Europe for a little under a month which is really cool I'm so excited and I'm very thankful to her for doing that because I was like oh my god um and then I get back and then I get to be here for about like two more weeks and then we're and then I'm heading to Iowa and then school starts so that's kind of like my plans for the summer you're gonna be busy (laughs) yeah a bit busy but you know what I'm I'm so I'm so looking forward to it. So very, very fortunate. So where in Greece are you going? We are landing in Athens. So we're staying there for like, I think a week. And then we're going to a couple of the smaller islands, like Hydra, I believe is one of them. And like, she's got these like boat tours or something like that. So I think that's what we're doing. But I know we're going to the surrounding islands because she was like, we're going to go to the cool places, but there's not a lot of tourists. So that's what we're going to do. And I was like, okay. Sounds good, but yeah. one of the top places on my bucket list. So Great. I'm gonna live vicariously through you on Instagram. Oh my gosh! Open your suitcase to squeeze us in. <laughs> yes, I got you. I got you. Let's go. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to mention, or that you want people to know about you? Um, I think I'm honestly good. I'm just like really grateful that I was able to get on this podcast and just speak to you guys about just everything. Cause it's just, it's such a cool process and being able to share everything with everyone else is very cool and very, very good for the spirit. I think just being able to talk about stuff and just like enlightening people about the good and the bad and everything in between. But yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm sending my best to everybody and I know there's a lot of changes going on in the gymnastics world right now but everything you know works out and everything will be good so well we're really excited for you and we're also really just proud of you I feel like it's not easy to I don't know change your environment and transfer schools and everything that comes with that I feel like Mm -hmm. it's not easy so we're proud of you for going after what you want for you and we're excited to see you thriving in Iowa Oh, thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. It's just like the outpour of support has been phenomenal. I have just gotten so many messages and so many like calls of people just saying the sweetest things. So I really just very, very happy that I have so many great people around me. So thank you guys as well. I really appreciate it. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. And of course, we want to say thank you again to Elga for taking the time to come chat with us and being so open about the process. I know it's something that a lot of people are really interested in. So we are so grateful for you. And we know that you're going to do big things at Iowa. And we can't wait to cheer you on and watch you shine. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Amy M, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, 
and Jasmine C. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. Your support means so much to us and helps to keep this podcast going. Ashley and I recently invested some of the money that we've earned from you all to buy a whole new mic setup. So yeah, we got new mics, we got headphones, like all we have like all kinds of fancy stuff. The going fancy on. stuff that holds the mic. Yeah, all like, of it. we have like the whole setup. I feel like we're like real podcasters now. So <laughs> thank you guys for that. We haven't been for the last three years. It's all been a lie up until this we, point. We definitely kind of had like a janky setup before. It wasn't that bad. The problem is the mic just kind of stopped working as good as we wanted it to. So it was a long time coming that we had to get a microphone. So hopefully you guys can hear this well. Hopefully you think the audio sounds good. I guess let us know what you think because this is the official new setup of the All Things Gym Pod. And it's thanks to our Patreon supporters. So thank you guys. Thank you. We'll be back next week with another exciting interview. Everybody right now is talking about Savannah Shane here transferring to LIU. I think a lot of people were pretty shocked by it considering that LSU and Florida are pretty big rivals in gymnastics and we all knew she was going to be transferring but I think a lot of people didn't really expect her to go to LSU. I don't think a single soul <laughs> expected that to happen so we can't wait to talk all about it. Yeah we're excited to get to talk to her about that decision and we know you guys are going to be just as excited for it as we are so that will be next week. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform it is that you listen to podcasts whether it's spotify apple whatever you listen to our podcast on make sure you're subscribed and if you're a patreon supporter this episode well not only was this episode that you just listened to released early but we plan on having our next couple of episodes released early as well on the patreon app so if you're a gold level patreon supporter make sure you're checking the app because we honestly are going to try and get these up as quickly as we can so you could potentially be listening to the interview almost a whole week before it gets released to the rest of the world so make sure you're staying on top of that yes and if you want reminders it's not a bad idea to follow us on social media we're at all things gym pod on facebook twitter and instagram and we usually post updates there whenever we get you know a new episode out or if we post something on patreon we usually just let people know there as well so give us a follow if you want you know a little reminder We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you again to Oka, because like we said, I know everyone is super interested and invested in the whole transfer transfer season, honestly. It's transfer season. Mm-hmm. So and the entire process. So I think she was the perfect person to have on and talk about and all it's that. It's always great to get to actually talk to a gymnast who's going through the process and kind of pick their brain about what it's like. So yeah. thanks again and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.